0: Welcome in to the Sunday's Finest Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your previous co-host and now current uh, co-host, Mason Paws.
1: I am co-host Jake Nagy. I'm Jacob. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Uh, Cool, yeah, so we
0: we got it back together where I could get on this time. Um, I'll probably be coming and going just depending on how my schedule is um but figured since i had a little time this week that i'd say what's up to the guys and talk a little fantasy football how are you guys feeling
1: well we both lost mason and you won so (laughs) why don't you get out here with your cheery tone
2: feeling like dookie (laughs) um
1: jacob i just i just asked you
0: this before the pod started but i just want to ask the or ask you again to to hear from the uh, the league but um how tilted were you that you uh, went to bed and then woke up having lost after uh, your opponent was projected, like, in the 80s?
2: You know, when when uh, Zach and I parted ways on Monday night, we were pretty assured of the fact that we had a win in the bag, and we said the only thing, you know— If only something weird happened would be how we lost, and then I woke up and saw Noah Fan had 20 points, so uh, (laughs) something weird did indeed happen. So that's life. Yeah, (laughs) could
0: be a guy. He could be a guy. Might not be weird by the end of the year. Who knows? Um, But yeah, I think uh, you know, first week is in the books. Um, Pretty exciting week. I think at one point Jake put on the groovy that, you know, there was several matchups that were within one point or projected within one point, And yeah. a lot of them were decided by less than 10 points. Um, so just an electric way to start the season. Um, pretty excited about that. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to run through the matchups um, and then I've got a few questions prepared for the guys um, to ask them, get their thoughts on people, just use that as a springboard and talk about everyone's team and then some big picture questions too. Um, so if you guys are ready, we'll jump right into it. Let's do it. All right. Uh so first matchup of the weekend I have on my scoreboard was C Mac Attack myself, um dispatching um ISHN for the first loss of the season for him one forty four to one seventeen. Um CNC led my squad uh with twenty eight um and Alex put up a good fight but was hampered by injuries uh to Le'Veon Bell and Devontae Parker. Um what are your all's
1: thoughts on this matchup? You know, I think My first reaction, I mean, talking about Alex for a minute, I think Alex is going to be okay. Um, Again, as you mentioned, Lev Bell, Devontae Parker, both banged up. Um, But to think, uh, you know, he's got Malcolm Brown coming in and Rojo, both look very solid. Um, Guys who, you know, five, six days ago might have been projected less than a point each. Um, Not anything really expected out of those two guys by – most fantasy analysts, um, outside of course, um, double move sports himself, uh, part one, Alex Lott. Um, so some good moves there to kind of shore up his team. I think he's still going to be okay. Uh, Alex, if you're listening to this, don't panic, man. Um, make some, some good trades. Um, but you don't have to to flip the team. I think you still got a good squad, at least in my opinion. I don't know if you guys agree, Jacob, what do you think?
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I think, um, I think Alex's core is good. I think he definitely is going to need to make a deal for a a running back. But the the thing that is interesting is the shortened IR this year due to COVID. So I initially I went in and I saw that Le'Veon Bell had been placed on IR, and of course your reaction to that is, oh well, you know he's done for the season or if not close to it. But. Um, Le'Veon Bell could be back as soon as week five. So, I mean, uh, he's going to probably need a rental more than anything. I think it looks like he got that out of Malcolm Brown. He got lucky there on a waiver pickup. So um, I, I think he'll be fine. I, I definitely am with you uh, on the not overreacting train. And, and just flipping the the script to, to Mason's team, I, th- I think he got uh, – he he's got to be happy with Juju's performance. Um, yeah, you know I, I think Juju was a big question mark in my mind on on Mason's team of like, will this guy be rookie Juju or will he be you know, um, the last year Juju? So uh, seeing him come out and score two touchdowns without Antonio Brown on the team with the healthy Ben, I mean that's got to be exciting. If, it, if Juju's going to have that kind of performance all year, I think Mason's team's going to be scary.
1: Yeah. yeah, and it feels like it's been a while, but Thursday Night Football, Clyde Edwards Hilaire comes out and shows he is everything uh, the league feared he might be. <laughs> looks very, very strong, so obviously I think, Mason, you're set with two of the, the question marks kind of at the beginning of the season for you. What would those guys look like? Both looked really good. You've You've definitely got another contender, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's a long long season. One question I did want to ask you guys before we move on to the next
0: matchup, though, um, cause for concern in Philadelphia, um, two tight ends there, both of them finished in the top 10 last year. um, But this year, right out of the gates, it might look like Dallas Goddard has even maybe possibly more of a role um, than Zach Ertz. Do you guys see a headache there um, for uh, my team in the future? Or is that something that's just going to be, you know, like both are viable
1: options? I mean, I stayed away from Zach Ertz, and Ryan and I had talked about this. You, you and I, you know, we're kind of backed up to each other in the draft and that just was a guy I wasn't really interested at first when I saw where he was kind of going ADP wise, I was like, man, I mean, I know the guy's, he's aging a little bit, but you know, he's still got something in the tank, doesn't he? Um, I, I just think, I'm I'm kind of mad that the league allowed you to also get Dallas Goddard. Um, I think it was pretty wise of you to lock them both up because I think one of those guys um, is going to become the main, the main target for Carson Wentz. The question is if he's going to go back and forth between them each week, that's where you might get hurt because you're playing the game of which guy do I pick and is that the guy he's really targeting that week? But for you, I would just be hoping that this is either a one-week thing and he goes back to – um, he goes back to his original man or Goddard is his new guy and you've got one I think for you you just don't want it split where they're both getting like nine or ten points
0: mm-hmm. yeah and that's what I'm worried about there's a million pass catchers in Philadelphia so there could really be a carousel going on there so you yeah. know it worked out for this week Ertz caught the touchdown but without that you know you're looking at four points from a tight end and being like oh like is that something yeah. eject on so yeah I don't know question marks to be had but um, I think
2: if I'm an owner of any position or stake in Philadelphia, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and just ask for a refund because that's looking like a dumpster <laughs> fire.
0: Yeah, the Did line we, looks atrocious.
2: Honestly. I think Philly's setting up to be real bad this year. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Any any team that uh, blows, I think like a 20 point lead on the Washington football team needs to have serious questions asked about it. So um okay bow on that we'll move on to the next matchup that i have on my scoreboard scoreboard that is uh the papa john clocking in at a very close 104 points um edging out the glizzy gladiators by 102 we already mentioned this a little bit um earlier first of all jacob fantastic team name probably early running for <laughs> the best one is that, was that your idea or zach's idea
2: uh, it was my idea, I think, initially, but the the glizzy joke has has been strong between Zach and I. I think we're both very easily amused by the uh, the penis humor, so I think uh, <laughs> it was mutually accepted. Yeah,
0: fantastic. Um, so you guys had an emergence in Jonathan Taylor, um, a guy that a lot of people had question marks about, but the Marlon Mack injury opens the door for him. He finishes with fourteen point nine, um, and probably only looks up from there how are you guys looking at your team going forward even with this close loss early jacob
2: uh i mean we're excited i mean the thing the thing is with a lot of what we dealt with this week was guys who just didn't play the whole game um we came away from the week healthy which is exciting but lamar and hollywood both got pulled about halfway through the fourth probably could have had one or two more productive drives and then uh henry ruggs was pulled from a slight injury that's going to pan out to be fine but they played it safe with them so i mean really if you look at our team we got a lot of guys who just didn't play um so you i, I mean you You easily can find two points in there, Um, and so I I think we're excited about our team. We're not going to overreact to a week one loss. Um, I do see, obviously, I'm not ignorant to the people that scored 140, 130, 150, you know, in our league to think that our 104 is anything to be excited about but you know i i don't think we're going to overreact early i think we're going to um you know see if if will disley or gronk shakes out to be a legitimate tight end eventually and uh you know we're playing the long game we we want to sneak in the playoffs and then have a strong team for the second half of the season to contend for a championship because if mm-hmm. you ain't first you're last so right <laughs> <laughs>
0: lots to be said about not self-destructing after the first week Um, On the other side, Jake, I want to field this to you here. Um, John eking out a win by two points. I think we discussed as well that this was one of the teams that we all kind of liked a little bit more. You know, some question marks for injury for T.Y. Hilton um, and then the Kenyon Drake role being unknown. But um, only 104 out of the gate, even with the win. Is there cause for concern here with a team that we thought would be a, a playoff team?
1: To me, definitely, Um, you know, and you walk away with a dub. That's all that really matters. But when you're looking long term, there was a lot of guys on this roster who I liked. Funny enough, it's the guys I wasn't as thrilled about who actually had pretty solid games. Um, You know, Noah Fant did look really strong. Um, But Deontay Johnson is the only wide receiver on this roster that broke into double digit points. He had 10. Um, You look at the running back core, Aaron Jones and Kenyon Drake. Um, neither had a bad game, 17 and 14. I mean, honestly, I would have, would have killed for that. Uh, uh, Chubber Connor, we'll get to that later. But, uh, but neither of them really got you too excited. I mean, they both had really good days offensively. Their teams did. And I think Chase Edmonds was scoring right along with Kenyon Drake, if not more. Um, Aaron Jones, uh, you know, they, they've got a couple different guys. And Aaron Rodgers is definitely the story there. It's not Aaron Jones. Stafford. Um, just look like older Stafford than the guy maybe we saw at the beginning of last year. So I'm not thrilled about this team with the Galladay injury. That definitely doesn't help as well. And didn't really have any strong performances on the bench. I mean, that's something with a lot of the teams we've talked about so far. You know, Jacob and Zach have Paris Campbell. You've got good bench options. I think Alex has good bench options. I don't see a lot of depth on this team so far. Um, So if I'm John, I'm I'm happy about the win. But uh, this team didn't come out as strong as I thought they might.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, to your point, I mean, I I expect a little bit of a bounce back when Kenny G, I think that was John's second round pick, you know, doesn't play. um, Then your floor really drops out. Um, I'm I'm a little bit more bullish on this team. You know, T.Y. Hilton at the end of the game dropped two straight passes that hit him in the numbers. Um, and that's just not something you see out of T y Hilton very often. So I do think that there's some positive regression coming here, especially with Kenny G coming back um and and even though the Chase Edmonds did um have a, a pretty high scoring game, I think the snaps percentage was still pretty in favor of Kenyon Drake. So I think that John at least for now is safe there. So I do think that there's an uptick coming um for his team as as you said, you know the bench maybe not as much there as we um had originally thought, but you know lots of time to still developed there so. Yeah. Um any last thoughts before we move on to the la- next uh next matchup?
1: I, I do want to tip my cap a little bit to, to Jacob and Zach. We were talking about this beforehand. Um them keeping Lamar obviously was uh something a lot of people probably had an opinion on and Lamar comes out only playing like 3 quarters and drops 27. Um there were some other QBs who put up some good numbers, but this guy's kind of a cheat code. He um, it's going to put up monster numbers for you every week in a way that really you can't rely on outside of Mahomes and Lamar. Um, and, yeah, the Giants offensive line just made me want to cry last night. So I tip my hat to those two. Um, I think Lamar is is going to be a star in this league for many, many years. So, so well done, boys. Yeah. I think at one point I saw him
0: at a play stop and stand still on the sideline, like right before he went out of bounds. And there was just defenders like flying past him at full speed. And it's just, yeah, it it looks like a mirage almost honestly. So I got to root for your guy. Love that. Um, Moving on to the next matchup um, I have here on my scoreboard. We have at can't guard Mike, um, which pour one out for him after the news today, but he Mm. ekes out a win as well. A three point win here, a 111 to restore the roars. 108 Um, another team you know, Riley's that we thought had or still think probably um, has playoff potential, um, gets the early L. I'm going to pose this uh, question to Jacob because it's about um, Riley's team and is immediately tied to his future. And and that is, um, uh, is Raheem Mostert an RB1?
2: You know, I think... Raheem Mostert is talented enough and on a team that is committed enough to the run to continue to be a startable running back in our league, which is really what we're all looking for. Um, I mean, you're always going to have your keeper guys as your running backs. I personally don't get too caught up in RB1, RB2. You know, it's to me, it breaks down to can I start this guy and get what I need to get out of him? To win games, and I I think Mostert's going to continue to be that guy in our league. You know, I mean, it in in a 14-team league with deeper bench than normal. With the amount of guys that are just owned, I mean, getting ten honestly out of your running back is enough if you've got talent out other other places. That is, I mean, you know, obviously if your your best player is getting ten, that's not going to be enough. But if he's going to get twenty five out of Mostert and he's still got Dalvin and other really talented guys on his roster, he's going to be he's going to be happy with that. So yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any reason to to doubt in Mostert.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, he's, he looked absolutely fantastic yesterday too i mean well two days ago um but for me I, I was like full stay away from the 49ers running backs because you know you never really know what kyle Shanahan's gonna do um and you like the running back changes week to week sometimes you think about last season when tevin coleman was the guy for like four weeks in the middle of the season then it was Moster by the end um but, you know, it, it does look like his job. And there was a little bit of mix-in from Tevin Coleman and Jarrett McKinnon, but but Mostert had the lion's share of the touches on a team that's going to be really good at running the ball. And he also had some receiving work, too. So, yeah,
2: yeah. there, there is a lot of value to be there. Interesting thing to note. I'm sorry to butt in. But right, uh right. interesting thing is that as long as California and San Francisco continue to have air quality issues with the wildfires that are going on out there, Tevin Coleman has a uh, sickle cell and is going to have issues with playing in air quality. So um, that's just something to consider that, that, that the analysts were kind of talking about during the game and that Coleman I think is going to continue to play. Um, but I am sure they're watching his snaps and watching. So, you know, I think a guy like Coleman who you thought for the rest of the, the Niners home games, as long as they keep having this issue, I think you're going to continue to see Mostert get more and more carries.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, another bump for Mostert there, Jake. Um, yeah. What are your, What are your thoughts on Riley's first loss here?
1: Yeah, I again, it's another team I was really high on. Um, I I personally am a bit shocked at uh, Austin Eckler's numbers. Thought you know uh, that the Chargers were going to be bad, but um, this is not promising. Uh, I think the the thing that scares me most if I'm Riley is uh, Eckler had one catch for three yards. That is a world of difference away from Phillip Rivers. uh, check down King, tossing him six, seven passes out of the backfield. In our PPR league, that's what made a guy like Eckler so valuable. Um, He just didn't get that. Chargers aren't going to be good. They're going to be behind in a lot of games. And if you're not throwing the ball to him, uh, Eckler's value is not getting higher anytime soon. Um, Obviously, if you can plug Mostert in that RB2, Riley's going to be fine. But then the question there is now Allen Robinson's apparently demanding a trade today. Um, One, one more game with Mitch Trubisky, I guess was all it took to break the camels back uh, in Chicago for Allen Robinson. Um, But uh, yeah, AJ Brown is a guy I was really big on eight points, not super exciting there. Uh, Carson Wentz, yikes. I mean, dude didn't have any time to do anything. So this is a team that does worry me a little bit. I thought, Antonio Gibson might be a really great play uh, after they cut AP. Six points for him, nothing there. Um, Johnny Smith off his bench, I think, actually had some promise. And and James Robinson and Jacksonville actually look really good as well. So I, I think Riley's team will bounce back. Again, Riley's a team I always expect to make the playoffs. still doesn't change for me after one loss. Um, but I think he's got to figure things out with Eckler and Robinson. Um if this team is going to be a contender as he'd hope so this season. Mm-hmm,
0: yep. Always need your juggernauts to perform well. Moving to the other side of the ball, um, looking here, you know, this is something we kind of like lauded Connor for, I think, at least I did, you know, just getting, locking up the entire Baltimore backfield with Mark Ingram and then reaching on JK Dobbins to secure that. Obviously Connor takes a huge hit with MT down um, for at least I think three weeks um, maybe more, um, uh, because of the results of the MRI. Um, but the concern here for me is, you know, what's going on with the Ravens running back room. And I think, uh, our, uh, patented Ravens fan, Jacob Morris, would <laughs> take this one.
2: I, I think there's cause for concern here. Um, I think Mark Ingram obviously still has a lot in the tank and I think Dobbins is a really exciting young guy. And I think that's just the problem. Um, after the game, from what I saw, I could be off by a few, but I'm pretty sure the snap count was like 24, Dobbins, 22, Ingram, which was surprising to me. I thought Dobbins was definitely going to be you know, more of a backup role to Ingram and like keeping him fresh, uh, but Dobbins was a lot more prominent. But if you look at Dob- Dobbins' score, he had 14 points. He had two touchdowns. That's... <laughs> That's concerning. I mean, you can't start him next week and, and feel confident about that. I mean, yeah, maybe he'll have four touchdowns in his first two weeks as an NFL player. That's doubtful. And then what, you got two points? I mean, that's scary. And he was on the field for like 24 plays and he had two points. If, he did, if you take away those touchdowns, which you can't depend on. So I don't know. And then Ingram Ingram was, was typical Ingram. I mean, he was getting his three, four yards of carry, but he was kind of our first down obvious running down guy who you know he's gonna run into loaded boxes and stuff and just try to get us ahead on the sticks early so yeah i'm concerned i mean i think you're not going to start them both and you're you're very easily going to roll into a situation where you start one and you wish you had started the other and then you just paint you just ping pong back and forth the whole season on starting the wrong guy so um You know, If Dobbins picks it up next week, I'll be happy. As a Ravens fan, I'll eat my words. But you take away two touchdowns and you have two points from Dobbins, you just can't feel good about starting that next week.
0: Yeah, RB2, a concern here for Connor. Could try and plug in AP, but still kind of run into the same problem of guys with not a lot of uh, receiving upside. You're basically praying for them to fall in the end zone. Um, So yeah, Connor, a perennial uh, playoff face, maybe in trouble here for the coming weeks with MT sidelined. Uh, Moving on to the next matchup, another one that came down to Monday night, seems like everything was really close this week, um, was hashtag secure the bag, um, securing the win, 130 to uh, knocking on Evan's door, Jackson Humphreys, 122. I thought Jackson had this in the bag, and Steph came storming back on Monday. Um, What do you guys think in this matchup, Jake?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we maybe talked about this on the season preview pod, but you know, I just I thought there was a really good chance that after uh, the Packers drafted Jordan Love and no wide receivers that Aaron Rodgers was going to come out like a man possessed and light the world on fire. And the only guy he really has to do with that is Devontae Adams. We're only one weekend, but that looks to be the case. Forty one points. Uh, I think maybe the highest scoring player on the week, if I'm not mistaken. So you'll love to see that uh, if you're Steph for from Devontae there. You know, to come out and drop 130 points with, um, you know, your number one pick, Miles Sanders, uh, not playing in the game. And then Boston Scott comes in. Uh, good cuff there for, for Steph. But then Boston Scott gets hurt. And you still put up 130. Um, definitely impressed by that. Deshaun Watson, I think, looked good despite having really nobody to to work with at times. Um, even Blake Jarwin got hurt in this game and. Steph still managed to to kind of find a way. So, you know, I kind of see two two routes for this team. Um, I can see Steph really having a strong team moving forward. I mean, you plug in a healthy Miles Sanders if you can recoup, um, you know, if he's able to make a move. He's got uh, Chase Edmonds who had a strong week, Zach Moss, to kind of back up running backs who look really good. Um, running backs are a hot commodity in our league. If you can move one of those guys to get a tight end replacement for Blake Jarwin. Um, I think this is a really, really solid team. DK Metcalf looked great. That's his flex. So I think Steph could have a really good team. I also see a route in which Miles Sanders is hampered by injuries on and off all year. You can't bank on 40 points for Devonte Adams every week. Your tight end's now gone. So I, I can't see two routes for this team. Uh, but if I'm Steph, I'm really happy, and I think this is a team that didn't deserve that deserve more credit. Uh, preseason and I think showed that a little bit this week.
0: Yeah, I think this is a really strong team as well. One to be scared about for sure. A team that puts up 130 without its first round pick is one that you definitely need to keep your eye on here. So kudos to Steph. Lots of upside on the bench too. Um, Other side of the ball here was Jackson basically led by two superstars. Um, Jacob, I want want you to talk to me about uh, Jackson's start-sit decision here with on Johnson. What was he seeing that we weren't?
2: Honestly, I I, I got to tip my cap to him in that you just have learned over the years that there's a couple of backfields you stay away from. Detroit and New England uh, are two of the big ones that come to mind. Um, so he he makes the decision with, with carry-on, and um, – you know it's it's just it's tough i mean regardless of start sit i mean the guy he scored 122 points you expect to win when you score 122 points in our league so that's that's tough um he uh he definitely had some points there on his bench that he probably could have elected to have i'm having a hard time pulling up um what You're happened fine. last week so carry on goes for 1.4 that obviously stings you swift i think emerged as the guy uh, who obviously is not a pass catching back, but he's a guy who's gonna um, play a, a good amount. And you got Peyton Barber, who's got 15. Um, I don't know if he could have seen that coming. So I don't know. I guess I can't come down on him too hard. The Detroit running back situation was kind of up in the air before the game. I think it's pretty settled now after Week One. But um, but yeah, I think he he definitely could have made could have had some points there that would have won him the game. So it's, that's always tough. Right,
0: yeah, and the question too, just giving him a hard time. I mean, like you said, 122 points. If you when you when you put up that, you expect to win, and it's tough to. Um, you know get scored 130 on um, especially when you're two two of your stars at least uh, combined for I think that's 68 between Calvin Ridley and Josh Jacobs and that's without Cortland Sutton playing another highly picked guy Um, and then you also expect Emmanuel Sanders to slot in here while Michael Thomas is hurt and probably see an uptick in usage as well so with the carry on Johnson start out of the way you know I, I see a lot of upside for Jackson's team in the coming weeks.
2: I think uh, uh, something he's going to have to address, too. I mean, we don't know what Peyton Barber is going to end up becoming, but you start carry on and Tariq Cohen. Those, those two guys who you don't want to have to start in our league. So uh, he's going to have a running back situation to address, I would imagine, after this week. Oh, yeah. A little drain on the resources
0: there, but nothing uh, 60 points from your stars can't uh, surmount. So we'll see what happens with Jackson next week. Moving on to the only person who... Openly admitted that they hated their team at draft time, (laughs) Um, and this is Team Nowhere to Hide, Madison Ladder goes out and hangs 140 on hope you're wearing your cup. Jacob Davis was 77. Um, you know, Madison's team had a touchdown party. There was, I think at one point, six touchdowns between four guys in the one o'clock games. And Jake just watching that pour in, I think was about to give up at about halfway through the one (laughs) o'clock games. Um, and, and surely the performances of Joe Mixon, DJ Moore, the injury to Marlon Mack didn't help there. um, so I asked Madison before this, I said, I asked him, Madison, do you still hate your team? And he replied with an affirmative. And my question to
1: you, Jake, is do you hate Madison's team? No, not at all, man. I mean, the thing I hated about this team was that the median age was, seemed like 37. I mean, he's got Drew Bees, Gurley, the- Keenan Allen. These guys feel like they've been around for forever. He's got Sammy Watkins on his bench for crying out loud. And I'm looking at this team thinking, what, what's really going to happen here? And. Every single one of these guys popped off, man. I mean, Gurley looked not 2017 Gurley, but fine. And this uh, offense, I think he's he's going to manage. Chris Carson looked really good. Mark Andrews looked great. Adam Thielen was excellent. Um, I like just about everything on this team, except for Keenan Allen um, and Christian Kirk. Uh, neither of those guys had a super strong showing, but he's got Sammy Watkins on his bench. He just dropped 21. So... You know, I, I think I think uh, this team is uh, it's it's not uh, definitely not the youngest team um, uh, in this league. I think that probably goes to Jacob and Zach drafted a couple of rookie running backs. But uh, you know what? Uh, the vets get it done for a reason. So I, I do not hate this team at all. I think uh, I think there's a lot a lot here. Um, Madison's a savvy owner and um, I think he's he's going to go quite a quite a ways with this roster.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, like we talked about, a little touchdown dependent. You don't love seeing all your points come from that, but you can't complain when you put up 140 with that. Um, I do totally. really like the Mark Andrews pick. I mean, come on, like 22 yeah. points, a uh, huge red zone feature for the for the Ravens. That team is going to be in the red zone probably almost more than any other, except for maybe the Chiefs. Um, and even in, that's up for a debate. And, and he's going to be, I think, just a problem for opposing teams. And I think that's going to be a fixture of his season. So really do like that pick. Um, Kudos to Madison for a big week one. Um, Jacob, I want to ask you here about uh, uh, Jake Davis's team. Um, Do you see a path to him bouncing back? Is this a trend or is it not?
2: Oh, that is a good question. Here's the thing about Jake Davis. He loves his players. He really (laughs) does. And the two guys that he has been the loudest about loving, DJ Moore and Cooper Cup, both come out and just lay an egg, right? I mean, if, if he's going to win games this year, he's going to need his guys that he will go to bat for to go to bat for him and score some points. Um, you know, Joe Mixon comes out busts Marlon Mack hurt DJ Moore busts. Cooper cup busts. Doesn't stream a great defense. I mean, there's just not a lot to get excited about here as the weeks go on. I mean, maybe DJ Moore's going to turn it around. Uh, I definitely think Cooper Cup could have better weeks, but I think Jake and Ryan nailed it on the head of the uh, the Robert Woods pick in LA. I think he's the guy to have as far as who's going to score fantasy points on that team. Um, I mean, Kittle's going to have a couple of great weeks, I'm sure. But yeah, I mean, when you lose Mac, I, I don't believe Mixon's going to have a good. I just don't. I just don't see it. I don't think Golf inspires a lot of confidence. Um, I, I think Darius Slayton is probably one of the more exciting people on his team after week one. And then obviously Rodgers. he's going to slot Rogers in as his starter. So yeah, I mean, maybe if, if Slayton continues to play well, he gets, he gets a couple more big weeks out of Rodgers. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe he turns it around, but, um, his his big three of of DJ Moore, Joe Mixon, and Cooper Cup are going to have to step it up or else he's not going to win a lot of games.
0: Yeah, he definitely needs your studs to succeed um, uh, for playoff success in this league. Something that Jake Davis is no stranger to, but I, I do agree it's concerning. The, the Teddy Two Gloves um, usage of Robbie Anderson, somebody I was not really keen on. Um, for for drafting purposes, you know that's also something to keep an eye on there. Maybe that's only an offense that can only support one wide receiver a week, um, and and you know maybe you roll your dice and it's DJ Moore one week, uh, and maybe it's Anderson another week. But cause for concern there. Like you said, Darius Slayton looked like a total beast, just they, absolute playmaker. Guy
2: is. A Rob prop. Robbie Anderson and uh, Teddy, they got the South Florida connection. That's that's something that you can't you can't create in a playbook. That's. Yeah. That's Dade County.
0: Yeah, could be <laughs> something to keep an eye on. Um, but yeah, I think that you know there's there's some upside on the bench, but I, I do agree that there there could be cause for concern here. No alarm bells yet, just week one. But um, yeah, we'll see. 77 is not something you love to see out of your first week. Um, Going to move on to another matchup. Um, is uh, hair of the dog also one of the highest? I think the highest score of the week. Uh, yeah, that's correct with 148. Absolutely molly whopping uh, the 500 mil club, 79.04 for him. Um, usually a fixture of our rivalry week. The, the trash talk between these two is always something to keep an eye on. But uh, Chase walks away with honors here. Uh, what do you see out of his team, Jake?
1: Well, he did beat Andrew by 69 points. Um, so, yeah, quite a nice. beat down. Um, yeah, here's the thing. I was a vocal proponent against DeAndre Swift. Uh, talked about the Lions running backs. We've already already addressed that earlier on the episode. Um, and only three only three rushes for DeAndre Swift. He also, as a Lions fan, uh, welcomed us all and let us know he is a, a key member of the Lions going forward, dropping an easy touchdown at the end of the game to beat the Bears. Um, so welcome to Detroit, DeAndre Swift. We're, we're happy to have you break our hearts along with everyone else. You put that to the side, and he still scored 11 points. The rest of this team, electric. (laughs) I mean, just fantastic. The the worst part of his team was a rookie running back who still got 11 points. Russell Wilson, they're finally letting him cook. 31 points for Russ, uh, which means a big day for Tyler Lockett. 17 from him, 15 from Tyreek. Again, Robbie Anderson looked great. Derrick Henry looked good. There wasn't a dude on this roster who didn't have at least a B-plus game. Um, And when you add all that up, in this league, which is very deep, 14 teams, you are going to come out and score the most points in the league. Um, so I'm, I'm extremely impressed by Chase's team. Uh, you even take a look at the bench, Naheem Hines with 28 points on the bench. Um, this is a scary squad moving forward. I think Chase has got a lot of firepower, um, so we'll see if he can uh, make a move or two to really put him in the top of that contention status. But this is not a team I'm looking forward to playing anytime soon.
0: Yeah, do we think – I mean, just a question for both of you guys. Do we think that the, the Nehem Hines thing is legit? 28 points from him, is that legit? Nah. I,
1: think I don't think counts. so. Yeah, yeah, but but again, with Macau and Taylor um, still being a rookie, I think you could get a couple more weeks of production out of him. He only had seven carries, but he had eight catches out of the backfield, Yeah, uh, which is impressive in our league especially. So, you know, somebody like Alex or someone who's kind of pressed with some – some running back injury problems. Chase could dangle a guy like out uh, like that out there and probably still get some value in return. Yeah, I mean I I guess like I I didn't put a lot of buzz behind
0: the whole like oh, Philip Rivers throws to running backs so much, like Neam Hines is going to be good. I saw that in a couple places this year, but eight catches, you know, right out of the yep. gates kind of makes me turn my head a little bit.
2: I'm pretty sure Jonathan Taylor had like 6. Yeah.
0: Yep. I mean, yeah.
2: And Austin could Eckler both had one all of a sudden with a new quarterback.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Could could both have value there out of the backfield? Um, obviously, you guys are hoping it's for Jonathan Taylor, Jacob. Um, other side of the ball, uh, a guy who is who's pretty uniformly picked to finish low, and um, in, in various write-ups uh, by league members. Uh, Jacob, any, any thoughts here?
2: Well. Let's see. You're talking about Fry's team. Um, Rex Burkhead, you just can't do that. That's just (laughs) like, I mean, if he would have closed his eyes on waivers and picked up a running back, he probably could have done just as well for himself. Um, I mean, God, Evan Ingram with two, it's just bad. It's really bad. Odell Beckham Jr. with the poop stuff coming out. It's just gotten worse. I, I mean, Jamison Crowder, there's something to be excited for there. I mean, I, obviously you're you're buying in on the Jets offense, which is, you know, not something you ever want to find yourself doing. Um, James Conner and the Benny Snell situation. I think he's got some guys on his bench that he might be able to flip um, and make some better decisions. You know, next week you're probably looking at starting Snell instead of Burkhead. And then flipping maybe Hawkinson instead of Ingram. And you know, maybe all of a sudden you're you're up into the nineties and you're losing instead of being in the seventies and losing, you know? So that's yeah. exciting. <laughs> uh
0: some some yeah. Uh harsh but I think true words there, uh from Jacob. I got a question for both you guys. Start with Jacob. Is is OBJ is, are his days as a wide receiver one done?
2: Yes.
1: As long as he's on the Browns, period. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I I think Baker is really really bad. I think Baker is like genuinely bad. I don't know what happened. He lost his his mojo, or if like Kuzma and Kronk came and stole it from him, or what it was. But he just doesn't have it. Uh, I don't know if he's not focused. If it, it's just, I think he's going to continue to complain and be a, be a locker room issue. And he's not bringing the talent also. So I I think from what we've seen today, the Browns are going to seek a trade. Um, which could be better for both of them. But I I don't know where he could land that all of a sudden he's just going to turn back into a star. I mean, I I'm starting to worry that Odell made a career out of one good catch. That's what it's starting to look like. Yeah. (laughs) Have you guys,
1: uh, have you seen the Hulu commercial with Saquon and Baker? And it's like, this They're, is our faces on these random guys' tiny bodies. Tiny children. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly think that's just Baker Mayfield. Like, <laughs> that's not a joke. It's just really what he looks like. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. He has, I mean, I saw a tweet. that was like he has more commercials than wins. And I think that that's probably legitimate at this point. Yeah. So.
2: Oh, I would say he almost has double. I mean, <laughs> Yeah. that guy's on my TV every time I'm watching anything NFL-related. <laughs>
0: Hey, at least he's capitalizing. Can't fault the sure. guy for, for getting the bag while well, he can. All right. <laughs> Secure the bag. That's right. Um, moving on to the last matchup, uh, final uh, one of the week here. Another high-scoring uh, game um, for another team that we liked uh, to start the season, and that is Zeke got to eat Trent Hunter, 137 points, uh, led by the the DeAndre Hopkins-Kyler Murray stack. Um, o- over 50 points out of both of them, and then also some solid games um, from other contributors. Zeke among them with another 27. looked really good in the passing game. Um, and they uh, put the hurt on. So quarantine Barkley, your team, Jake, um, a team that you know a lot of people believed in at the beginning and probably still do believe in, maybe just uh, had a down week, but uh, disappointing performances from Saquon um, and Nick Chubb. Um, Jacob, I think, uh, you know, for Zeke Gotta Eat, the story here is Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins' stack. Is this something that continues with them?
2: I think I think so. I mean, not not to be overlooked that they had a touchdown called back. So mm-hmm. that's, I mean, that's 10, 10 to 12 more points that got taken off the board from what they already had, which was a great week. So um, I think it's possible that this is just going to be you know, the, the, the duo to have, I mean, Hopkins came out after the game and was pretty loud and proud of saying, this is, this is what y'all wanted to see and it's happening. And, uh, I think, you know, their coach is, is advertised as the air raid offense, um, which is a big reason why I didn't love the Kenyan Drake situation. Um, I think Arizona is going to throw the shit out of the ball, and I think I think DeAndre Hopkins is the best wide receiver in the league, and so I think naturally, yeah, I mean, I think those, those two are just going to keep racking up points. I think I think this team is a serious contender this year. I mean, they're they're going to be a problem. The the Zeke Hopkins Murray duo is going to be sixty to eighty points a week, and I mean that's enough to win some weeks. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, you can you can plug in guys off the street with those three hanging those numbers, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and still piece together wins week after week. So, yeah, I, I do agree. And all the all the buzz about Kyler being, you know, this year's kind of dark horse MVP candidate. Like that's only going to transfer well to DeAndre Hopkins as well. So um, yeah. definitely a solid week from them. Um, we'll see what they do with uh, Joshua Kelly and bench uh, options too. Jake, I want to give you an option uh, or uh, the chance to talk about your all's team, led by Josh Allen, 30 points, huge pick there. And Robert Woods, of course, uh, topping 100 receiving yards, but not much else outside of that. Um, Your uh, thoughts from from the L this week?
1: Well, I mean, first of all, watching Hopkins, our keeper, for like the last three years go off and just thrive, it's like, I don't know if you've seen those pictures of Obama on vacation. He's just, like, looking great, eating an ice cream cone, having a great time while just America's in total chaos. Like, that's kind of how I felt looking at DeAndre Hopkins. I watched most of that game, and the dude just is catching the ball, catching the ball, catching the ball. And I just felt so sad and jealous. And it's like – you broke up with someone and you totally regret it. That's that's how it felt watching DeAndre Hopkins just destroy us. Um, yeah, as far as our team goes, I mean, yeah, happy about Josh Allen, happy about Robert Woods. Um, but, you know, I mean, we're obviously pretty shaken up that our, our three-headed duo that we were very excited about, Nick Chubb, Saquon, and James Conner, went out and rushed for 75 yards. Woof. I mean... <laughs> it was tough man yeah. Chubb and Barkley are, are such talented running backs but I mean if they're going to be you know the Browns are going to be behind 30 points every game and he doesn't get the ball it stinks that a few times they gave it to him Jacob and I were talking about this at the beginning when they gave Chubb the ball he ran wild against Baltimore but they don't give it to him they're down all the time and Saquon I mean the start of the second half they were like uh on their own five yard line to start and they handed the ball off to Saquon and two guys were already touching him by the time Daniel Jones had handed the ball to I mean literally they could have sacked Daniel Jones they got through the offensive line so, mm-hmm. quickly. so for yeah. him to get to the yard to the <laughs> just to the line of scrimmage was like you know basically a five yard gain for any other running back so it it's obviously concerning. Um, we're hoping the James Conner injury isn't too serious. Um, did like our wide receivers. Again, Woods looked really good. Um, I think he's going to you know thrive more without Brandon Cooks. And, mm-hmm. and some Diggs. bench options
0: and, too there too.
1: Yeah, Diggs and Anthony Miller both looked really strong as well. So so happy about those guys. Um, so we'll see. I think Hurst has probably got even more in him. Atlanta's going to be throwing the ball a lot. But, yeah, I mean, to have our team really built around the – the Riley strategy of go out and get the top three RBs so you can get um, your hands on and they combine for 75 yards. You kind of want to throw up in your mouth a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely hurt by some injury there, too. So we'll see yeah. if you guys can turn it around. Um, but certainly, like you said, you know, the the top three running backs, they combining for less than 100 yards together. Yeah. Um, don't love that, um, but nope. you know, still a <laughs> strong team, good good bones. I think you guys can bounce back. Um, so that's the matchups from this last week. Um, I think we have time for probably one more thing. Um, there was something I wanted to run by you guys before we, uh, uh, you know, uh, said our goodbyes for this time. But uh, I think uh, in my mind, you know, we've spent a lot of time analyzing, and then this first week this is probably the week that we've received the most information from in a week one in history, you know, because there's camp, there's preseason, all those things that happen. um, Usually that gives us some idea of how lineups are going to shake out. And so, you know, the same transfers to our fantasy teams. And so um, we had an idea of how teams might go um, early on, but now those opinions have probably changed. So I think the question to you all, and we can start with Jake and, and let Jacob follow. Is uh, since draft day, who is the team who's gained the most in your opinion?
1: To me, it's gotta be it's gotta be Chase. Um, this team just came out and dominated. I think if Russ, if they let Russ cook the way he did this last week, uh, it's Russ Lamar. Mahomes, Kyler, probably, in uh, the MVP conversation this season. Russ is already there most years, and, and they don't let him throw nearly as much as they sh- they should. So, I mean, that could be an MVP type of pick. He's got great wide receivers. He's got some trade bait. Um, I think Chase's stock is, is soaring right now, um, and I'd be pretty happy if I was him.
0: Yeah, looking very strong indeed. Uh, Jacob, who's gained the most?
2: Oh, I hate to say it, but I think it's you. Uh, I mean, if you're looking down your team, of your big question marks of co- coming away from the draft, if you would have asked me, which I probably said in the podcast after the draft, of okay, Juju, Edelman, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, those are your big three question marks. You know McCaffrey's going to be good. You know what you're getting with Brady. You know what you're getting with Ertz on the most part. I mean, Juju comes out and scores two touchdowns, looks revitalized, looks great. Edwards Hilaire comes out and looks like a star uh, who's going to get a ton of touches and a ton of receiving work and just going to be a little McCaffrey 2.0. And Edelman comes out even with a new offense and a new quarterback and still gets his normal 13 points. I mean, th- this team is, is very well built um, and your question marks came out and looked pretty solid week one. So I, I think it's I think you gained a lot from just in terms of clarifying uh, guys who might not be good or could be good and we don't know yet and came out and they were good. And so that's <sighs>
0: I'm flattered long season to go. We'll see. Um, as we can see, yeah, as we saw this week, you know, uh, entire seasons can be derailed by injury. So um, long way to go, but I think that that circles back and says, you know, um, in the same way that we've seen some teams rise, see their stock rise, um there's also those who have kind of plummeted maybe a team that you guys thought um was going to do well was a contender and now has you a little bit like on the fence um jake who you got for that whose team has fallen the most since draft day
1: i mean i also hate to say it but it's probably it's probably me and ryan um i mean we were ranked second in the preseason rankings we came in third lowest scoring team this week um yeah as we said some injuries and some things that hopefully are more outliers, but I mean, yeah, it it was a tough week one. Ryan was having to tell me to breathe into a paper bag last night. I was tilting pretty hard, so, oh man, yeah, I don't um, like that answer, but I got to be honest.
0: Tilting Jake is, is always fun to see, so I'm <laughs> sad I missed it. I, I, I want a video of that. <laughs> um, Jacob, who's fallen the most?
2: Uh, I hate to pick on him again because I feel like I already did once and he's probably going to start to be irritated by me. But just looking at projected totals versus performance, Jake Davis had a 40 point drop off from his projection um, with one injury. So I, I think as far as what the world thought was going to happen you know it's week 1 obviously we, week 2 we could have a totally different story and and be reeling and and circling back but to go from thinking you're going to score about 120 points to only scoring 77 and you only have you had one guy go down which is fine but he almost hit his projection so really you can't blame marlon mack for a lot of that um i think i think he's got uh he he kind of fell the furthest from what espn and from what most of us thought he was going to score to what he actually scored so
0: mm-hmm. yeah definitely cause for concern there um you know jake's a good owner i f- still feel like he's got a fighting chance and there's a lot to be had on waivers this week very excited to see how it turns out tomorrow and how much cash gets splashed in general um we have a few more things on the sheet but i think we've ran long enough we can save those for next time um yeah any last words guys
1: there's another day another week it's a long long season 12 more weeks uh to those of you who are like me and down in the dumps today, uh, let's bounce back. And, uh, for those of you who had a strong week one, don't get too cocky just yet. Jacob, any last thoughts?
2: I'm excited to see you the way the rest of the season pans out. And, uh, you know, we, um, are excited to see our rookies come and pull it together for us. So, uh, I think we're we're excited for the year, and uh it'll be fun. hopefully the injury bug will stop biting because it seemed like it came down pretty hard week one on everyone, so I'm hoping that um, that won't continue.
0: yeah, the league always better when everyone stays healthy and the matchups stay high scoring. I it's bet be more guys fun to it. watch. Oh, absolutely, and I bet you guys are excited to see Jonathan Taylor with a RB one workload this coming week. I'm excited to see it as a um, objective observer.
2: I am, you know, if it's the stock market, uh, we we had many options to sell today, and we're gonna I think we're gonna ride the wave and see if we can can't go up even more next week. So
0: love that. Hold your guys. Love it. Okay, that's all I've got too. Um, can't wait to see you guys uh, soon. Could be next week. Not entirely sure. We'll see you on schedules. Um, but just love to get on here and uh, talk fantasy with the guys and hopefully you guys enjoy um, that's all i got uh, we'll see you next time peace out boys peace, peace.